All right, it's Fan Mail Friday, and you wondered, should the MLB implement trades for draft picks? Well, Colin Cowherd would appreciate that, right? Let's talk about it. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Sirius XM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Angel content, here's some things that you can do. You can leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come on over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel you can make every moment more and right now new customers like you can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet any winning $5 money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started happy friday to you and thanks for being here for this episode of locked on angels where it's your team every day you've got the fresh brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john mike it's a fan mail friday and of course we got questions from all of our locked on every day there's so many good questions in fact i saved some for another show because there's so many good questions that we love it you don't have enough time to get to but you guys really showed up with the questions and so if we, if it won't be on today's show we'll do our best to get it on another edition of fan mail friday because i'm sure they'll still be relevant by the time that we get to them in a week's time and plus the news pretty slow so far and uh, i know it's only been a day or so since the world series has ended and <laughs> don't be greedy john i'm Come so on. greedy i'm ready <laughs> for the hot stove let's my go. friend all right hey mike <laughs> let's get into our first set of questions the first one comes from kevin on Instagram, he wants to know if he's delusional. Well, we can't diagnose that, but we can clarify for him. Yes. Uh, so let me read this question here. Am okay. I delusional or do we look good for 2024? Trout and Rendon need bounce back years, but we also have Neto, Ohapi, Drury, Shawnawell, Moniak, Sandoval, Detmers, Estevez, Joyce, Moore, Anderson as solid players around this roster. We haven't had in so long. We just need to stay healthy hopefully resign Otani and grab a solid starting pitcher in free agency who can get us quality starts. When have we ever had Trout, Otani, and Rendon play all or play 140 plus games in the same year? Never. So I love that he answers his own question. Never. Yeah, never. And I think he makes a good point. But Mike, what are your initial thoughts here? Johnny, my initial thoughts on, on this Angel team, and I and I loved I love that question. Am I delusional? Uh, you and I have been considered delusional. People have called us that, but it's okay to have some hope. It's okay to look at this team and be excited about this team. Here's here's how I feel. I I really am cautious uh, because mm. of our injury history. I'm I'm cautious with our pitching staff. There's a lot of potential, Johnny, but Potential versus performance are two different things. And that's mm -hmm. always been the narrative with the Angel pitching staff is, oh, they could be so good. I actually went back and listened to an episode before this last season. And you and I were really excited about this pitching staff yeah. because they ended last year so strong. And then they fell apart. They really weren't the same guys they were in August no. and Even in Patrick Sandoval in the WBC took yes. on whole, the whole Team USA and looked like a stud. Right. And then he certainly regressed in 2023, and it's so frustrating. Yeah. So I want to see performance, quite honestly. I, I don't want to hear about potential. I want to see performance. I'm cautious with our hitters as well. I think 
Moniak is a great hitter, but he was really hot and then he got ice cold. And it feels like he could be a guy over 162 games that could get it together and hold it together and potentially have a really good year. But there's that word potentially. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to 2024, I'm of this mindset. Show me. Don't tell me. How do you feel, Johnny? (laughs) You know, you brought up Mickey Moniak and it got me thinking. I I say you platoon him, Mike. I think him Mm, and Joe Adele platoon together and you watch them both excel and their batting averages go up and their performance go up because uh, why not? <laughs> yes. Somebody on yesterday's show commented, and we're going to talk about it on another episode, but just briefly, somebody said, is Joe Adair, Joe Adele our Adelise Garcia? And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, I really like that thought. So we're going to do some work on that and then talk about that on an upcoming show. I think it was Norman O'Brien who's a, yes. a locked on every day or so. Thank you for that comment, Nor- Norman. Uh, here's Here are some of my thoughts. I think there's a good base here, Mike. There's there's players to be excited about. There's sure. some veterans around the team that really make this team look good. Um, some of these young guys are going to be around the team for years to come. But my mantra, and I think you've adopted it too, is no expectations. Because right. I want to watch these guys play. I will watch I will watch uh, Nolan Shawnawell and Zach Neto and Logan O'Hoppy and Mickey Moniak and Joe Adele. I'll watch those guys play mm-hmm. and struggle and work through it and get better i'll watch all 162 games of that um if it means that good things are on the way and sure maybe they'll be good in 2024 but again i i have no expectations for the team and and like you mentioned because of the health of trout and rendon it gets harder to hang my hat on that each year to say what what kevin was saying and i understand where kevin's coming from of like we haven't seen these guys in a full season together right and and that even includes when there was a 60-game season, and that was just 60 games, but that was the only healthy season they've all had together. I just think that hanging your hat on them being staying healthy and playing 140-plus games together, it, it was more likely last year, and it was even more likely the year before that. But now yeah. here we are coming into 2024, and I just don't think that we can keep hanging our hat on that anymore. So Agreed. Team looks good on paper, but there's a lot of outside factors too. Coaching staff which I think is a big contributor to why the pitching staff regressed, uh, the the manager, uh, free agent signings, all of that stuff. So again, I agree. I think that there are definitely moves you can make to make this team watchable in 2024. Yeah. I just, I would rather not have any expectations and be surprised and delighted, Mike, when good stuff happens for them. Yeah. So (laughs) in in, in summary, Kevin, you're not delusional. No. You, You have hope. It's good to have hope. You love the Angels. You're rooting for the Angels. There are some who are just critiquing everything that the Angels do. They're negative about everything. And and as Johnny has asked, like, what do you like about this team? What do you enjoy? (laughs) I am glad that you like this team because I like this team. But I think that you're with us. I think that you're with us and saying, hey, don't tell me. Show me. And that's really important. Johnny, Ducks fan. Angels uh, Angels Ducks Ducks fan. fan. I love that. Angels Ducks fan, 1969 on YouTube said, will MLB ever implement trades for draft picks? And how do we feel about trading uh, draft picks or keeping a player f- to be named or cash considerations, having a trade between picks and, and and player to be named later. So, Johnny, what do you think about trading draft picks? It's not something that the MLB does right now. Colin Cowherd thought they did, and he was wrong. So what do you think about trading draft picks? Well, personally, I like to see it. I think it adds more versatility, more options for players and teams to make moves. It certainly can make trades a lot more interesting. Yeah. And then I I think that teams who trade away players to take a gamble on 
prospects, you know, like the A's, like the A's will trade their Matt Olsons and their Sean Murphys and get prospects in return. If you want more controllable prospects, AKA draft picks, then perhaps you trade Matt Olson and then you get to choose somebody that you actually have scouted and looked yeah. at and want yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I think you get to be sele- more selective with your draft picks. So I, I think that's something that would be a lot of fun if they decided to do it. What about you? Uh, MLB draft picks are very different than like NFL and NBA. And I would even sure. say NHL, right? Yeah. Like NFL, NBA, they play almost immediately and MLB, unless you're the angels. <laughs> right. Well, it, it, I was going to say in MLB, it hasn't really been the case unless you are the angels. The angels have really moved their guys through the system pretty quickly. And that's been out of necessity and that's been out of need. But I think if players are going to move a bit more quickly through the minors, then I could see the MLB implementing trades for that in the future, because that's what makes them so valuable is that, you know, that you're going to have an impact perhaps that year or the next year mm-hmm. and even like second round picks and third round picks NFL is strong NBA not as strong and so it'd be interesting to see what the MLB would do with their with their draft picks but I think at least if they start you can trade first round draft picks hmm. and 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 exchange those for player to be named later or exchange those for I'm gonna trade this guy for you know your first this year and next year because those players seem to be moving quicker through the minor leagues and if I'm a owner, if I'm a GM, that would incentivize it for me knowing like, Hey, I'm going to have a Sean Owell or a Zach Neto on my team within three to six months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only pushback there is Chase Silseth wasn't first round and he was yeah. the first one from that draft class to yeah. get called up. So, you know, you never know with draft picks and you never exactly. know who's going to be the closest. And there's to Jared Walsh drafted in the 1000th round, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that yeah. guy was far, far, what is it? 39th round. I mean, he was drafted so Something far like deep that. into the round and made it to the major leagues. Uh, two notes though. I think that this is going to be half going to have to be something that, uh, they put into a new CBA between the players union and the MLB. I also think that they would have to limit the number of uh, picks a team could trade for, or maybe even limit like hmm. one trade per round, because otherwise you'll have the A's or whoever have five first round picks in a row at some point. And yeah, so I imagine that they, they would have some rules in place, but definitely this would have to be something that they put into a new uh, collective bargaining agreement b- between the union and MLB. My understanding is that they don't have specific rules in NFL and NBA. So I think I'd push back on that and say, I don't, I don't think I would want any rules like, because if they want to stockpile first round picks and they know that they're going to get some really good players, yeah. then, then it would make sense. Maybe it would, it would fire up the hot stove even more than it already is. Right. And, and maybe perhaps it's just an off season move. That's the other thing they probably have to negotiate too. Is this a trade deadline thing or is this an off season thing? Or can you do it at both times in, in the NFL and, NBA, you can do it at both times. Yeah, I just the, the Major League Baseball owners are so good at like manipulation. Mani- <laughs> yes, manipulating yes. rules, manipulating things that I could foresee. I already foresee it being a problem. Yeah, which is why I think that they would need some uh, yeah. some guardrails. Leave it to John Fisher, there. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, which free agent out there is like the classic Artie Marino signing, where all of us. Or like, oh, really? Did we get that guy? <laughs> because it's a name, because it's uh, popular, because they're the best guy on the market. Well, you know, there's kind of somebody out there that somebody asked us about. And so we'll talk about that coming right up. <laughs> 
Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. You can get in on all of the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers like you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So, Johnny, if you were to put a bet down on if the MLB would be like the NFL and trade draft picks, would you put a $5 money line bet down on that with the potential to win $150? And do you think you would win? I think so. I mean, you know, maybe it won't happen this year or the next year, but yeah. I'd put money on that. Let's go. I think it would be wise for the MLB to do that. So that's 150 bucks if your team wins. 150 bucks and you just put down $5. Gosh, you get a win-win, right? So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on all of the action. App is really easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. John and I have uh, a brother who has a... a who's a wife and his wife has an uncle, of course. And he made a bet on the Texas Rangers and ended up winning a whole lot of money. Yeah. And, and so we're going to get some tips from him and then we're going to visit fanduel.com slash locked on. And we can go. get involved in all of the action this NFL season. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel is an official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, please join us next week because it is GM week. And how we're going to start this out is by looking at our picks from last year and deciding if they were successful, if we were unsuccessful, if we should be fired as GMs. <laughs> and then Mike and I will make our picks for this offseason. And so we'd love to have you be part of that conversation. GM week starting next week. On Locked on Angels. All right, Johnny, Fan Mail Friday. Question in this second segment was this. Uh, we've seen Artie and the Angels go after free agents in the past that were just not the right fit for this team. Cough, Hamilton, cough. Uh, who are some of the free agents this coming offseason that might sound tempting, but you think the Angels should ultimately stay away from? Why don't you start us? Yeah, Nick Vlahakis on YouTube shared that once. Shout out to Nick. He's a, a new Locked on everydayer, so thanks for the question, Nick. Uh, one free agent, Mike, that I would be wary of is Cody Bellinger. Hmm. Uh, it feels like an already move signing someone after a career year, which is yep. basically like what he's had this past season with the Cubs. Um, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be terrible, but it would be a very already move. And, and here's why Cody does have a mutual option. I believe he's already turned that down with the Cubs for 12 million Spot track has a market value of, of $22 million a year for Cody Bellinger. Uh, the Athletic projects him to get six years, $144 million, which is $24 million a year. With Cody, you're going to get an outfielder and a first baseman, and he's really great on defense. He's speedy in the outfield. He has a rocket arm, so he's very good defensively. As far as offense goes, Cody certainly improved with the Cubs, but he did have some pretty down years with the Angels. So it does seem like he was able to figure th some things out with the Cubs coaching staff. Funny how the Dodgers couldn't figure things out with him. It's man, it just goes to show that like sometimes you, you just need a new set of eyes to yep. watch you do your thing. Yeah. So maybe the maybe the Angels aren't as bad as we <laughs> have given them <laughs> grief for, considering yeah, not even the Dodgers could really figure out Cody Bellinger, but. Uh, there is evidence, Mike, to suggest that Bellinger outperformed himself in 2023. In fact, mm. his expected 
batting average versus his actual batting average goes like this. He hit 307, but his expected was 270. He slugged 525, but his expected slugging was 437. And wow. so for those who might be unfamiliar with expected batting average, expected slugging, it's all about how the hitter swings and makes contact with the ball and all of the mechanics of their swing should yield this result. However, because baseball is a game of inches and luck and all sorts of things, he outperformed those stats. But usually expected batting averages and expected stats can give you an indication of where a guy will eventually go. Yes, he might have outperformed that this year, but eventually they'll come back down to earth. We we talked about that with Mickey Moniak. Like yeah. he was on fire when he came up and the expected numbers said, eh, he's going to come back down to earth and come back down to earth. He did. Uh, Mike, there's some good changes for Cody Bellinger that he made with the Cubbies. Why don't you go over those for us? He he became really selective with his pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his swinging strike percentage dropped from 12% to 9.3%, mm-hmm. while his called strike percentage went up because he was taking pitches in the zone. He was being more selective. Mm-hmm. He stopped swinging and missing a lot. He was in the 77th percentile in whiff rate. He stopped Kaying so much, 87th percentile in K percentage, and being selective led him to being in the 86th percentile in sweet spot percentage. I love all of these stats. Uh, meaning that a batted ball event with a launch angle ranging from 8 to 32 degrees. So that's what you want. You want to be able to make good contact. So these changes for Cody are the things that happened this last season. It's why we saw an improvement. But Johnny there's some hesitation with any team that might sign him, but specifically with the angels, because the angels would be paying for a 300 hitter who hit a bit closer, like you mentioned to 270 and a guy who slugged 520, 525, but he's a bit closer to 437. So essentially you might be paying $24 million for uh, a Boba Shet or a Juan Soto type of numbers guy, but you could end up getting a Jeff McNeil or a Lane Thomas in reality. <laughs> yeah. And, that's Bo- both good guys. Don't get me wrong, yes. but, but not, not what you're paying for though, right? Not 24 million, right? Cause you, yeah. yeah, you're paying 24 to get those Boba Shet numbers, those Juan Soto numbers. Yeah. But in reality, it's, it's more like Jeff McNeil and Lane Thomas. Mike, who's a guy that you think Artie is, is prone to signing? Here? Man, you're probably going to hate me for this, but I think it's Blake Snell, John. And I know that he had a really good season. He was one in six with a five, four ERA and nine starts. And was after that, arguably the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. And, He's a lefty who performed well on an underperforming team. Does that sound like anything you've been watching all season long, Johnny? And so <laughs> I, I just I just don't know if the Blake Snell, who is older now, uh, the guy that we sign, and obviously you're going to have to give him a few years, you're going to have to give him a lot of money. I feel like it would be just a, a brick on the chest if you sign this guy for a couple of reasons. One, because you're going to be locked into a lot of money. And there's still questions about Shohei and obviously Rendon's contract is kind of a brick on the chest as well. But two, he's another lefty and the Angels have so many lefties yeah. with Tyler Anderson and Detmers and Sandoval and then to have Blake Snell. You're lefty heavy and I think that they need to focus on right-handed pitchers to balance out this starting rotation. And if they're going to spend money, I'd rather have them spend money on on right-handed starters than left-handed starters, my well, opinion. 
you're in luck because Artie never pays top dollar for starting pitchers. So <laughs> right. there you go. Uh, right. Hey, El Nino Tech 11 on Instagram said, is Nolan Shonowell a lock at first base next season? Or do they start him off in AAA to get more reps? What hmm. do you think, Mike? It's a great question. I don't think that they should start him off in AAA. I think that he should be up in the major leagues. And I think what we saw, the glimpses of what we saw in just a small sample size last season is why he should be there. I think that his power will come. He'll be more of a gap-to-gap guy. But the reason why I think that he's perfect for this angel lineup is because he makes contact. And that's mm-hmm. what they need. They need a guy who's going to make contact, who's not necessarily... Right. He's not necessarily going to hit a lot of bombs for you or hit a lot of doubles for you, but a guy who's going to slap the ball around a bit, who's going to move runners over, that's what this lineup desperately needed in, in 2023. And I think that Shanoel can be that guy in 2024. And as you mentioned, he is somebody that is great at the top of the lineup and his pitch selection is great. And so he gonna he's going to have a really strong on-base percentage and a, and a strong batting average. His slugging may not be there initially, but remember... He was college, and then he was quickly in double-A, and then they moved him into the major leagues. And this year, he's going to get a full spring training, as will Zach Neto, and they're both going to be able to have full offseason. And so I would say give this guy, unless something drastically changes, give this guy the first base starting job in 2024 and let him run with it. I think between the fact that they called up Neto so quickly in the the year and then – Remember, they planned on Ohapi being the primary catcher mm-hmm. in 2023, and they had only seen him in spring training and then a little bit at the end of 2022. So I think it's safe to say that Sean O'Well is going to be at first base. And you mentioned the lack of power. I think the Angels have plenty of power yeah. through the lineup. Yeah. They need a they need a leadoff guy. They need a Sean O'Well at the top of the order, and I can't wait to see him in front of guys like Trout and and uh trout <laughs> right maybe yeah. otani hopefully we'll see yeah. otani right um hey Corey estrella 756 on instagram said when do you guys think the angels will name the new manager and if they're going to name kim ing or another president of baseball operations well the word is that the manager should be coming soon the yeah. word was that it was going to be at the end of the world series um so this video might already be outdated by the time you see it because Breaking news can happen yeah. at any time, but maybe over the weekend. I just soon. I would say, gosh, maybe even by the end of next week, Mike. By the by, the time we're doing fan mail Friday next week, it could very well happen. So I think that we're uh, pretty close to finding out what's going on with the Halos and their managerial situation here for 2024. <laughs> Mike, we got a last couple of questions here in segment three. And the first one comes from, oh, locked on every day or Aggie Nikki yeah. on Instagram. He said, Would you would you give any angels a long extensions? Kind of kind of like what the Braves have done or like what Julio Rodriguez got with the Mariners. Mike, who who would you choose to give a long contract extension to at this point in their Angels career? I would I would start with Ohapi and I would consider Zach Neto. Those are the two names that would come immediately to mind and to lock them in. Perhaps not this offseason or at the start of the season, but I do think that after this season, I would heavily consider, based on their performance, heavily consider what kind of long-term deal you could give both those guys. If I had to choose just one, I would start with Ohapi because I love having a strong catcher. We've seen teams with strong catchers 
perform well in the playoffs and get to the World Series in just the last 10 years. And the mm-hmm. Angels had a strong catcher in Benji Molina at one point in history, and they went to the World Series. So I think having a Logan Ohapi locked in for a long time, and if you sign him early, you can get a team-friendly deal, yeah. similar to maybe like a, like an Austin Riley and, and somebody with – uh, with the Braves, I think the Braves have been brilliant in how they've approached their locking up their long time or their their young players for a long time. So I would start with Logan Ohapi, and I would consider Zach Neto as well. I think I'm with you on that. I think I would start with Ohapi as well, just because he is the guy who's going to command the field, right? He's yeah. gonna he's gonna hit well at the plate. He's got to improve the defense behind the dish a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, but he's working with the pitching staff, and I think he's already got veteran instincts and he's already got uh some great side to side movement behind the dish that i think is only going to get better so mm-hmm. as a franchise guy i think you you uh you know angels and good catchers i love that combination mike and and whether they were you know offensively good or even defensively good i know you don't like jeff mathis but at least he was a wizard behind yeah. the dish you know yep. and um but netto would be my second choice because again the shortstop position is kind of the second in command in the, in the infield, right? And so yep. you just, you got to lock down these leaders for the future. And if you lock them up until they're like 30 years old and you get the best years yeah. out of their career, I think that that's a, a huge win for the Angels. And you lock up somebody like a Ohapi or a Neto, it benefits this team in a way that we haven't had in a really long time. And no disrespect to Mike Trout, but we have a leader who doesn't really lead (laughs) you know again no disrespect but there there isn't there isn't this powerful leader at the front of the of the clubhouse he leads by example and he's a great positive guy and a a humble guy and a good dude right but i think a logan ohapi and a zach netto are the types of guys that are like i I don't want to lose anymore and i don't want to watch this happen anymore and so i would appreciate that as a fan hearing from them more often and knowing that hey they are the leaders of this team we've locked them into being the leaders of this team we've given them contracts to be the leaders of this team Having them talk to us more often would be great. Uh, Sean's World on Instagram, he said, your top pick for manager and top dark horse pick for manager. Hmm. Plus, who is the Urshela or Drury of 2024? So, Mike, let me give you my my top manager picks here. Okay. Look, I, I know that he in no way, shape, or form has been attached to the Angels, but Craig Councilman is somebody yeah. that I would love to see come over and manage this team. But since he has not been connected to the Angels. You and I have been pounding this drum for a long time. If Erstad is a legitimate candidate, yep. I'm going with Darren Erstad. Am I dark horse? Believe it or not, Tory Hunter. I'm, yeah. I'm super into Tory Hunter in terms of being a manager, and I think that he would do a really great job. Um, you know, I tweeted the other day from Lockdown Angels that a lot of the criticisms that Erstad and Tory Hunter get or the fact that they don't have MLB coaching experience, but yeah. Craig Council had no MLB coaching experience. AJ Hinch, Mike Matheny, uh, Scott Service. Like there's a, there's a whole yeah. list of guys out there. Even Walt Weiss like got the Rockies job, and I know he's with the the Braves right now on the bench, but he's somebody that you and I have talked about to be the uh, Angels manager before. So I I think that if you just are patient with guys like Erstad and Torrey Hunter, they're going to figure it out. But who, who are your picks for? Uh, top manager and dark horse. John, you know I love Erstad for top manager, dark horse. I would agree with you with with Tory Hunter. Here's here's the out of the pocket idea. Don Mattingly. I think Don Mattingly could be somebody that could come over and really be a great manager for the Angels. And if you do hire an Erstad, 
then have Don Mattingly be your Ray Montgomery in, hmm. the, in the dugout. Or if you hire a Tory Hunter, have Don Mattingly be his Ray Montgomery in the dugout and be the guy that carries a whole lot of weight, that carries a whole lot of experience and can help influence the team in a positive way. I, I think if you do hire an Erstad or a Hunter, you got to get somebody like a Mattingly or maybe a Ron Renicky that can come hmm. in and hold down that second in command position. So I would say, uh, out of kind of like hasn't even been discussed, Don Mattingly might actually be somebody that would be great for this Angel team as the manager or maybe as an assistant manager. Now he did ask who's the who's the Gio Rochella type mm-hmm. of player this year. So I did a little research and it's got to be here's I think what he, what they're saying is it's got to be someone who's like kind of under the radar, somebody the Angels could sign or trade for. And trades are always hard because you could just yeah. kind of pick anybody on any yeah. team and be like that's them, but. Uh, you need a guy who's like versatile, can hit about 260 and play all over. Mike, I think the most Gio Urshela-like person who's a free agent is Ahmed Rosario. And okay. and here's why. I broke it down, and he can play shortstop. He can play second base. He can play the outfield, primarily played left field. Uh, his defense definitely took a step back in 2023 compared to 2022, but with these three with runners in scoring position, remember we were so impressed with Urshela just having the ability to move runners over. Yeah. Well, turns out his runners in scoring position batting average was not fantastic. Urshela hit 229 with runners in scoring position. Brandon Drury hit 281. Rosario hit 321 with runners in scoring position. So I think he brings that to the table. Uh, they're, they're, Strikeout rate versus their walk rate. Rosario is 16 and a half strikeout rate and a 5.3 walk rate. Urshela was 15.8 in strikeout rate and a 4.4% walk rate. Drury, Hmm. 26% strikeout rate and a 4.8% walk rate. So I think, Mike, if if the Angels want to get crafty or creative, perhaps Rosario's not going to be as expensive as he might have been coming off of that 2022 season. Sure. uh, Because this 2023 was not great for him. Now, Gio was used a lot at third because of Rendon. And so that's kind of the one area that's missing from Ahmed Rosario. Uh, Perhaps Drury could play over there because he has played third base in the past. Or perhaps Rendon actually does play (laughs) at third base this season. What a concept. Surprise, surprise. Right? And so... At the end of the day, yes, I think there's multiple options out there. Like Jamar Candelario is also a third baseman. Um, but in terms of like who's the under the radar, maybe somebody people aren't looking at, I thought it might be uh, Ahmed Rosario. All right, last question for Fan Mail Friday from our buddy Locked On Everydayer James Russell Barton on Instagram. He said, if the Angels don't re-sign Otani, what players would you like to see the Angels get in free agency and in trades. Johnny, you want to answer that question? Well, good news, James, because we are doing GM episodes next week. And so while your question is the perfect fit for Fan Mail Friday, uh, that's going to take a much longer conversation. And so uh, we're going to go over our picks from last year. Mike's going to go first this year because I went first last year. And then I'll go after Mike and we'll try not to pick the same guys and and the same names and things like that. Uh, But I think you bring up a good point. Is either one of us going to re-sign Otani? Are we bringing him back? Or are we going to spend that money on other free agents? Well, you'll find out about it on Monday and figure out what we would do if we were in Perry Manassian's shoes. So we're, we're really excited about that. 
Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, remember, we're here Monday through Friday with all of your Halo content. The GMs are going to be meeting soon. There's a lot of off-season news coming, and we've got it all for you. Make sure that you are with us every single day, audio, video, and follow us on social media because we're updating as things start to unfold, and it'll get pretty hot around here. So, Johnny, how can they find us on social media? Yeah, keep up with us at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. If you're on YouTube, be sure you hit that subscribe button. And if anything breaking news happens, uh, you'll see our shorts, our quick videos on YouTube, and you'll find them on Twitter and Instagram as well. Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show? It is GM week, so I'm looking forward to seeing how we did. I feel like I feel like I did pretty good. For last year? I'm just going to tell you. I, I, I think I did pretty good. Uh, we'll, we'll see what you think. We'll see what the everydayers think. But I, I'm excited about the conversation starting Monday. It's GM week, so join us on Lockdown Angels. All right, y'all. Have a great weekend, and we hope you'll come back and join us again on Monday. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Monday.